Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. How we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Today we're meeting with Ms. LaDonna Nobbs, and we are going to be talking about her thoughts on healthy boundaries for healthy professionals. Um, welcome, Ms. LaDonna. Can I refer to you as LaDonna? LaDonna is perfect. Thank you. All righty. So, you know, you've done a lot of work in the community, started your own um, agencies and, and so forth. What what are your thoughts about how do you take care of yourself in all these stressful situations with funding and, and you know, doing reports, et cetera? What do you find is helpful for you in developing um, healthy boundaries to manage your stress? Well, I definitely think that that's an amazing question. Um, and I'm going to first start off with that a lot of the times I wasn't aware that I needed to implement healthy boundaries until my body told me, right? Mm. Um from sheer exhaustion, from just being tired, from, uh, you know, just the symptoms and stress and all those different things. And since that has happened, I think that I had to change my perspective. And one of the things about that perspective was is that I had to learn how to say no. And not just learning how to say no, but realizing that when I said yes to something, that I was saying no to something else. When someone shared that with me and I was like, you, you know what, you are absolutely right. Um, and then not only that, with saying yes to everything means that I didn't give an opportunity for someone else to be able to do something or be able to work in that. So that was the first thing with the first boundary. I had to learn how to say no. I had to understand that there's only 24 hours in the day. And I'm not going to be working all 24 hours of those days because that's not sustainable. So. That was one of the first things I had to learn how to say no. And I know people say that all the time, but you have to learn how to say no. Very good. So learning how to effectively communicate your needs. Yes. Very yes. good. Yes. So um, in terms of, you know, when you're at the helm and you've been a leader and you've been a manager, so you pretty much have to be able to uh, use communication. Um, in situations where you were a team member, not necessarily the leader, but you were a team member, do you think that it is important to have healthy relationships within a team as part of having boundaries and self-care? Yes, I think oh. that that I think that that is absolutely important um, as far as having healthy relationships and boundaries. Um, as far because I think that everybody on the team is different. 
And I think that people sometimes respond differently. Uh, one of the things, the type of team member I am, I'm extroverted, no matter how hard I try to be introverted, I'm very extroverted. And so sometimes on the team, um, I think that I misread um, other team members who may be introverted as far as maybe, you know, not wanting to engage and do different things. And I think that there is a level of respect. So the very first thing is just respecting others for who they are, for different personalities, and then communicating that. If there is something that I feel like a team member might have said or done, having that communication, right, and, and creating that healthy boundary to be able to say, hey, I didn't quite understand that. Can I have additional clarification? Can you talk to me more about what's going on? Um, and then kind of move in that direction and move forward. But it's very important. Very good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, do you feel that it's important to feel energized at your workplace? Or maybe feel energized by the interactions with your coworkers? So I think as an extroverted person, I like being around people. So I get energized when I'm around other people, even though I might feel exhausted when I walk into a room with others, I I personally feel that I get energy from their ideas, from their conversations. I get energy from other people sharing with me that they have the similar and same experiences as me, um, because I think that right there allows me to know that I'm not alone. And so, because again, my extroverted and over the top personality, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be isolated. Um, even though I might need that rest, right? Because rest uh-huh. and isolation is two different things. And I, and I have to make sure that I don't confuse those two. So, but yes, I like to get energized, but I know that there are some team members are like, just put me in the office, please don't bother me. So I got to respect that as well too. So yes, I'm the type of person that's in the office. I can work on a project, but 30, 45 minutes, I am going to stop kind of go into somebody's office and have a conversation. I'm the type of person that wants to make sure I know everybody's birthday so that, you know, the staff morale and that, you know, we're celebrating that day, whereas some people don't like their birthdays. So again, you just have to respect the boundaries (laughs) and and be patient and, and, and honor, honor those individuals' personalities that are on your team. Very good. Very good. Um, how do you handle situations in the team where you walk into a room and it's kind of like walking into the desert where all your energy gets just just moves away because it's it, it's just so stifling? How do you handle those type of situations? So that's a very tense situation. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that I hope that it's not toxic. That is not a toxic situation. So, because there's a difference. Um, so, if I was in this desert, um, I think that I would make sure that I had water, snacks, and that I would be listening to positive podcasts or positive, um, you know, messages throughout the day. <laughs> so, I would be listening to music because, again, I don't know how that culture or that work environment was created. Um, and so, another healthy boundary that I have implemented in my life is that I'm not there to fix that desert culture, right? I can only be concerned about myself. Now, in the past, I would have tried to fix that. I would have tried to be like, why is this so desert? Why is this so toxic? Why is this so, you know, I'd have been trying to put in different things that may or may not have worked. And now I'm not that person anymore. Now I recognize that, okay, how do I fit 
you know, what can I do so that my personal surroundings um, don't feel desert-like, right? What do I need to be watered? What do I need to be energized? And how can I be helped so that I can still move move forward? And that took a lot of years, uh, Mr. Louis, a lot of years for me to get to that point, because I think that as an up-and-coming social worker, I think that I always wanted to fix things. Um, And in my family, I have been a person that has always been relied on to fix things. So I don't want to say that I accepted that role, but I was definitely assigned to that role, right? And so it has been part of my identity. And so I take it everywhere I go, but not anymore. So if I'm in a desert, I'm just going to have my water, my snacks, my flowers, and my positive things going around me. And then hopefully the desert will, you know, it'll be contagious. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. I think it's very helpful. I think you touched upon um, various pieces of, you know, it is important to uh, have boundaries so that we don't uh, get into toxic situations that we are aware of. Um, I think you've used this term um, because we've worked on other projects, staying in your lane. Um, And I've I've incorporated that into my nomenclature. So thank you very much. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I think that your framework of psychological safety, importance of communication, of interpersonal boundaries, you know, you just shared about, you know, some of your upbringing and cultural considerations that, you know, maybe you had to erase certain things because, um, you know, it was a cultural thing and it doesn't necessarily fit with your current, you know, doesn't necessarily fit with a professional helping um, model in terms of self-care. And um, which then leads to ethical grounding to ensure that that you're grounded and making decisions um, that are um, not tainted by stress and that you can make ethical decisions um, based on the fact that you've established a good grounding for yourself. So thank you so much for the for your time with us today. And we truly appreciate your insights and thoughts. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you considering me for this opportunity. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish. It's self-care.